my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, October the 13th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's joy. I wish you God's life. And I am grateful, my friends, that you are with me to open up these two readings, which we're going to hear today. Gosh, it seems like every week I say these are really good readings, but I got to say it again. These are really, really, I'm putting two reallys in front of this one. Really, really good readings. (laughs) And they are. Uh, Okay. Those who are new to this podcast, welcome. Um, I uh, try to drop this every Friday morning. um, And I look at the coming readings for the weekend following. So this coming weekend is the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. I am a Catholic and I use that liturgical calendar, but many of our Christian brothers and sisters use the common lectionary and the readings would be the same. So if you are a Lutheran uh, and listening to this, if you are a United Church of Christ sister or brother, these are the same readings you are going to hear at your services as well. Uh, And I just read them, invite you somehow, however that is unique to you, to open yourself to the Spirit of God through the Word that we hear. Let the Spirit speak to you and just chew on it for this, not only when you hear it or and the coming weekend, but chew on it throughout the week. What is the Spirit of God inviting you uh, to ponder? Who is the Spirit of God inviting you to become through this Word? How is the Spirit of God inviting us to live differently through it? Because all of those things are true, right? Sure they are. Uh, the Spirit of God does not leave us the same way that it, that it came. That encounter changes us, or at least invites us to, whether we accept that invitation or not. That's up to us. And what a great segue to these readings, because that's exactly what they're about. Okay, we're going to read the first reading in the Gospel. You're going to see the thread immediately. I'm not even going to really talk much about it. First reading is Isaiah chapter 25 verse 6 through 10a. You may have heard this at some funerals. It's a marvelous reading. It's very hope-filled. Isaiah 25, verses 6 to 10a. And then our gospel is Matthew 22, right? Last week we were out of Matthew 21. Uh, We're getting to the end of the liturgical year, so we got to zoom through these last four chapters of Matthew before we get to the Passion. Uh, Matthew 22, Verses 1 to 14. Oh, they're so good. Even if you don't uh, follow along when you're listening to this, which I suspect most of you don't, it's a podcast, right? You're not going to drive down the street and be following along uh, with Scripture. They are worth bringing your Scripture out and, uh, and just sitting with it. That's how good they are. So let's break open God's Word. And again, as always, I invite you, Uh, However you do this, to ready to prepare yourself to receive the coming word. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples a feast of rich food and choice wines. Juicy, rich food and pure, choice wines. On this mountain he will destroy the veil that veils all peoples, the web that is woven over all nations. 
he will destroy death forever. The Lord God will wipe away the tears from every face. The reproach of his people he will remove from the whole earth, for the Lord has spoken. On that day it will be said, Behold our God, to whom we look to save us. This is the Lord for whom we looked. Let us rejoice and be glad that he has saved us. For the hand of the Lord will rest on this mountain. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, as always, those who are new, you may not have heard this before. Those who have listened often, you know exactly what I'm going to say. I invite you, if there was a word, if there was an idea, if there was a phrase, if there was an image, if there was a thought that sparked you while you listened to the word, Shut off the podcast and sit with that. Let God speak to you through that. For those who want to keep going on, let's move to the gospel. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus again in reply spoke to the chief priests and elders of the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves and fattened cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away. One to his farm, another to his business, The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads, and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet, and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This is one of those wonderful Gospels where I think it's easy if we, if we read it and hear and listen to it superficially, we can miss the beauty and the goodness and get caught. And, and it's easy to do. I'm, I'm not pointing uh, fingers or casting aspersions. Um, I mean, it ends on a striking note, right? It ends where, listen, you know, everybody's invited to this feast. 
And then it looks like the king goes out and picks on one guy, says, hey, how'd you get here without a wedding garment? And the guy didn't say anything to it. And the king is like, bind him up, cast him into the darkness. There's going to be wailing and grinding of teeth. And we think, man, oh man, this king, I'm not sure I want to hang out with him. He scares me. And I got to be on my best behavior or that's going to happen to me. I got to put on some superficial whatever it is, you know, whether it's a superficial garment, act, smile, uh, pretense, to make sure I don't get cast out there because I know me. I know what I've done. I know what I think. I know what, you know, I want to do sometimes. All this stuff. Man, I'm getting tossed. That can be a scary gospel. Not only that, halfway during it, when people kind of went off on their own, one to their farm, one to their business, you know, the king gets enraged, sends his troops and destroys those murderers, right? Burns their city. This king seems a little, I don't know if it's power hungry or a little um, off balance, off kilter. I want to walk on eggshells around this king. I've already spent way, way too much of a marvelous reading focusing on things we don't need to focus on. That's my whole point. This is good, good. It's, it's beyond good news. This is so good. So, so those things that I just spent two minutes talking about, throw them out. Don't, don't lose the gem that is here. What is that? Let's start with the first reading, okay? If we want to make sure that we realize God is not this autocrat, that our stories only go so far, even Jesus' wonderful parables only go so far to, to describe because we're, we're trying to describe the goodness of God, which is ineffable, right? How can we put words around that? It's indescribable. And so even our, our, our parables fall short. As Richard Rohr says, you know, it's all just fingers pointing at the moon. It's not the moon. Don't, don't look at my finger. That's what these words. The moon is, is what it's about, Right? And we see that crafted beginning through, through Isaiah. Now, again, um, these, these are so good. So, so okay, it's, it's saying this is who God is. And this is what we can look forward to. And what is that? On this mountain, in this kingdom of God, in this. And the kingdom of God, again, don't just think of uh, the heaven, the, the afterlife. Although it is that too. But we are invited, right, to help live that kingdom of God into a reality, which of course can't be done without God's presence, without God's spirit, without God's life, without God's vision and, and, and leading us there. But we are invited to help build that here. Make no mistake about that. On this mountain. So here too, here too, the Lord of hosts. So okay, this is the king again that, that in, the, in the next parable that Jesus is going to say. This king is going to provide for all peoples, not just the peoples we like, not just the peoples we think are good, not just the peoples that we think are worthy, okay? I use those words with purpose because we're going to come back to them. The, the Lord of hosts will provide for all peoples a feast of rich food and choice wines. There will be, this feast will lack for nothing. It is the best. It is decadent. It is abundant. Think the wedding feast at Cana. You know, what was it? 150 gallons of wine. Unbelievably abundant. 
uh, a feast of rich food and choice wines, juicy rich food, pure choice wines. That's what we're invited to. But it's not just that, not just that. On this mountain, in this space, in this world, this garden that God has conceived, uh, this this king, this 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 ruler. I, I don't even use the just the one image. This God will destroy the veil that veils all people. That web that is woven over all of us. That thing which we carry the anxiety about all our life. That thing that hangs over our heads that we cannot. Uh, avoid that, that, as they say, that the the cradle rocks over the grave. That whole idea, that veil, that web, God will destroy death forever. That's how good our God is. The Lord God will wipe away tears from every face. Brothers and sisters, I say this as incredibly awful uh, things are happening in Israel and Palestine. I say that as incredible acts of violence and harm and hurt uh, and grief are happening in Ukraine and Russia and and uh, and elsewhere, right? That, that Afghanistan has just experienced uh, another earthquake. Bless those people who have just gone through uh, just travesty after travesty or, or the flooding in Libya. Or uh, God will wipe away every tear from every face. The reproach of his people, he will remove that grief, all that. Brothers and sisters, that's salvation, isn't it? That's where it will, it can easily go into there and say, on that day it will be said, behold our God to whom we look to save us. This is the Lord for whom we looked. Let us rejoice and be glad. Brothers and sisters, if that doesn't make us rejoice and be glad, I don't know what does. Because God is so abundantly on our side. Okay. If we don't believe that, if we, we still think, nah, man, I'm the one who's going to get burned in that city. I'm the one who's going to get tossed out and into wailing Nashville, you know, not Nashville, Tennessee, gnashing of teeth. Um, let's look at the parable Jesus tells. It's so good. The kingdom of heaven may be likened to this. A king, a queen, uh, uh, someone who has the, the authority. Okay, that's our God. Uh who gave a wedding feast for their child, right? And, and this person dispatches their servants and summons the invited guests to the feast. But they refuse to come. Those who are invited, come to the feast. Come, come. But they refuse to come. A second time, because this is what God is, right? He doesn't give up after once. If we, if we um, spurn the invitation once, oh, praise and thank God. That he doesn't give up after once. That God continues to summon us. Continues to. And not just twice. Uh, thanks be to God. It is 70 times 7 times, right? It is a multitude of times in our life. God continues to invite us. Um, and so a second time, he sends out his servants saying, tell those invited. Now the servants, you know, think the prophets, okay? He's speaking to the Pharisees. So we know, essentially, he's, he's you know, talking about... Um, the, the prophets coming and inviting the, the nation of Israel to, to come to this wedding feast, this new thing. And on one level, of course, that's what he's talking about. And on another level, he's talking about um, our church. On another level, he's talking to us individually. He's talking about all this. It's all true. Um, and so he comes out again. He says, listen, I've prepared my banquet. 
my calves and fattened cattle are killed. Everything is ready. Come to the feast. This is the feast that, that Isaiah talked about. This is it. This is the kingdom of God. This is where we want to be. And some ignored the invitation and went away. One to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants and mistreated them, killed them, beat them. Brothers and sisters, so I want to keep going. I'll come back to this. Okay, and then the, the bad things happen to the city. But then the king says to his servants again, the feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Okay, <laughs> let's stop there for a moment. They were not worthy to come. What made them not worthy? Did, did the king in this parable finally figure out they weren't great people? And his, his banquet list was filled with a whole bunch of people who, who were really bad because when he invited them, they didn't come, and all of a sudden he's got a revelation? No, no. What made them worthy, not worthy of coming, was their own desire, their own lack of desire. Let me say it that way. What made them not worthy of coming was their own lack of desire to come. That's what made them worth, not worthy. Their own lack of desire to be there. They had other things that were more important. There's nothing wrong with going to a business. There's nothing wrong with going to your farm. There is something wrong when we put that desire for my business or my farm or you fill in the blank what that is for. There is something wrong when we put that desire over the desire to accept the invitation to come to the kingdom. That's what made them unworthy. How do we know that? How do we know it wasn't he just discovered they were not great people? Because the parable continues. Then he said to his servants, the feast is ready, but those who were not invited, or excuse me, those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go therefore into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike. Did you just hear what the gospel, not me, what the gospel said? The servants went out into the streets and gathered everybody they could find, the bad and the good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. Why? Because they desired to come. The worthiness, the bad, the things, the mistakes I've made. Joe, you don't know me, you know, and, and I can't. That's our own stuff. Get rid of it. Get rid of it because God desires you. God desires me. What do we desire? Right? That's the question. What do we desire? Because if we desire to be there, all it takes is our yes. All right, but Joel, the parable's not over, right? There's somebody gets tossed out here. Yeah, this might be my favorite part. This is so good. So everybody is there, the bad and good alike. What made them worthy? Their own desire to be there. So then the king says, hey, there's somebody here not dressed in a wedding garment. My friend, how is it that you came here without a wedding garment? He says nothing. He says nothing. And, and then he says, okay, bind him, hand and feet, toss him out, wailing and gnashing of teeth. What's that about, Joe? Brothers and sisters, 
this isn't just a wedding feast. Think wedding at Cana that, you know, the bride and groom are over there and I'm here and I didn't dress up well enough, you know, and, and I got caught or I came over the fence, you know, and, and I got nailed. It's not what this is all about. It is my interpretation of this, but I believe I'm, I'm, I'm in the right ballpark anyway, in the right zip code. We are the ones getting married, right? And if we're getting married to the son, if we are getting married to the bridegroom, we got a desire to be there. All we got to do is say yes. This person was in, resorted to silence. This person was at the banquet but did not desire to be there. This person was there and had no intention of um, being in love and saying yes to the bridegroom. And the king is saying, why are you here? You don't belong here. If you don't want to be here, if you don't desire to be here, if you don't desire to fall in love with my son and say yes to that relationship, you've automatically, you know, um, brought yourself to, to, to being out there. It's not a question of who is worthy and have I done enough. It is a question, my friends, of am I ready to fall in love and say yes? Do I desire this love? Do I desire this banquet to be present? And do I desire it not just in, in when I get to the kingdom in heaven, although it is that too. Do I desire that now enough to put that desire over whatever other things I got going on. doesn't mean I don't have my farm anymore or my business to use those examples or whatever else it is. But it's like, how can I look through the lens of this relationship first and foremost, not the, the, the lens of my business? That's, that's what our God's inviting us to. And, and that is a habit and a practice that we begin today. Because all we have to do, brothers and sisters, is desire it. All we have to do is say yes to it. That's all that is required. But that yes comes with no's, right? Whenever we say yes to one thing, inherently we're saying no to others. That's, that's all it is. And, and the more we practice that now, the more of course we'll say it later because it's automatic. Of course that is. What is it, brothers and sisters, that you and I desire? I'll tell you, our God desires us. Our God has created a rich, a, a banquet with rich, juicy foods and pure choice wines. And he invites everybody, everybody. And heaven holds its breath, waiting to see what our answer will be. So let us pray. And we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The third glorious mystery the descent of the Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, 
now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, bless you. Have a wonderful week. Thanks for being with me here today and breaking open God's word. I hope that all is well and all is well and every manner of being will be well with you. God's peace.